Profits, Lord, why you keep boxing me in? Cause I'm God's gift. I might set my mic back up in the closet though. Just to give myself that same feeling from 04. When my hunger was more advice to you and yours. They say it's over for you, that's when you go overboard, okay? Shit, I didn't take a break, my nigga, I broke. Broke my heart, broke my soul, don't cry for me though. If you don't break nothing down, then it's no room to grow. One mental block leads to another, shit is dominoes. Mixtape shine, but I'm an album mode. Ooh, she give me praise, I love an angel face. Ass so fast, she could work at TS. Damn. I went to school at Castle and went to DSA a mile away. Just let you know We're the type back. of kids. Sup, sup? It's been a while. Sorry, buddy. We were sorry, everybody. We were on uh well, I was on vacation. I was away for a week. I helped a buddy move uh out to the east coast of Canada. You're a good man. I'm a good man. <laughs> I don't want to tap my back or pat my back but you know hey uh this is the last word podcast uh, we appreciate you listening went on a little bit of a week hiatus it's been a choppy summer we had steven sick i helped my buddy move so you know we haven't been as the you know back-to-back weeks as usually we are so uh we're officially back i don't think you're going on vacation anytime soon and i'm not going on vacation anytime soon so yeah. we're here for the long haul we're good until at least that week when i go to dallas for american Thanksgiving. yeah i will do it in the week early but we'll get yeah, to we'll the, make it happen we'll get to that i might even week. come in on, on, on the day that i fly out i might even <laughs> i might even show up in the afternoon that i've booked Ooh. off we might even get one done it would have to be Ooh. on monday though that's fine. Post-Christmas hey, party. Hey, that's we'll okay. both be hurting oh, a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's why I booked that whole week off, oh. because basically I'm going to fly out right after the Christmas oh, party. screwed. But I might come in on the Monday. We might both be hurting. No, we, I, might I, get a- we will be hurting. I think I was going to take the Monday off, too. That's- I was actually going to have you work, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And wherever you're listening, whether it's on Apple uh Apple Music or whatever it's called now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Anchor. We appreciate you listening. Hit the subscribe button, five stars if you, you know, enjoy it on a week-to-week basis. We do these things, and it's fun for us. Um, trying to think. Just as I was driving actually through the East Coast, I had not a lot of things to listen to because when you drive through Quebec, and for those who don't know, Quebec is uh, the French territory of this country and <laughs> once you kind of get out of the montreal core you'll lose all the english-speaking stations including a three-letter network that happens to be has a radio station out there which i quite enjoy <laughs> um, and once i kind of got out of the range i had nothing so well, i had actually downloaded- you're talking about tsn like we work for sportsnet i know yeah, <laughs> the, the three-letter network, three letter network. <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> but um yeah, I listen to some of the podcasts. They're, they're great listens. Like when you're on the road, time flies by. So I highly recommend doing it up and uh, enjoying all of this. So uh, we're going to kick things off um, with the MLB. It's news, notes, the races for the wild cards, the divisions, everything, because we're halfway through August, which means we're just around to September baseball, which means it's almost playoff time. So uh, first things first in order, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees, uh, both the first two teams to reach the 80-win mark in their respective leagues, both in the NL and AL. And a two f- different paths to 80 Two wins. different paths because... One we expected because it's like it's the super team that's it's basically stayed healthy and you know they're just plugging in different guys yeah. and making it work and this is the Dodgers mm-hmm. and then the Yankees were supposed to be a super team doing exactly what the Dodgers are doing until literally everyone got hurt like, and then Gio Urshela is apparently Babe Ruth yeah Gio Urshela just keeps hitting bombs uh, you ridiculous have Mike, Mike Talkman Mike Talkman the Sockman 
hitting them bombs. Ridiculous. Uh, Judge has been struggling a bit in that J. I watched a bit of the J series while I was on the East Coast. He also missed like a month and a half. Yeah, like he's so. still he's still getting back. Gary Sanchez is back. You know, you have Glaber Torres basically destroying the Baltimore Trash Birds. Like I anytime- love how like. All of his home, like more than half of his home runs have come against the Baltimore. It's amazing. Can we play the Baltimore Orioles? No, you're done now. Actually, that game yesterday was last one. Wow, it's a pity. Because I think was it another doubleheader? It, yesterday? it was another another <laughs> doubleheader because they had to make up rainouts from yeah. earlier in the year. So hey, we'll take them. Finally done playing the Orioles. But so Glaber's uh, done. Glaber's done. Well, no, I don't think Glaber's done. Glaber will still hit home runs, but he does a little bit of everything. But he's you know, the bombs that he keeps hitting is just, it, it was funny because it's like anytime he comes up to bat, it's like, is it going to be a home run? No, <laughs> yes, maybe. We'll see. But, um, you know, like you said, the New York Yankees path has been very much different than the L.A. Dodgers because of oh, yeah. all the injuries that the Yankees have sustained. Everybody that would be on their starting day rotate, uh, starting day roster has suffered an injury at some point. Even in the bowl, they're still not fully healthy because... Uh, Luis Severino still not back. He's begun throwing. He's going to face live batters either at the end of this week or the start of next week, which is kind of important. Which is kind of important. Which is what you know I'm hoping for. Uh, Dylan Batances, same thing. He's starting to ramp up his workouts, and he's his, also missed the entire season to this point. Like it's been a lot of injuries and a lot of plug and play guys for the Yankees. So um, it's been yeah. Two I feel very sorry, so sorry for you when Dylan Batances is replaced with Zach Britton and Adam Odovino. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I'm out here watching Jacob Waggis Pack. No, it's I'm a, sorry. Jacob Waggis Pack. Come on. Hey, you can't be upset with the Jays since, since Also, that's that that is I will point this out. They got Jacob Waggis Pack for Aaron Loop. So the fact that they got anything for Aaron Loop, <laughs> a breathing human being. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's a win. That's so a win. I I take that back about Jacob Waggis Pack. Uh except he isn't actually all that good. No. Maybe he'll be a bullpen arm one day. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. He was. He was. This is what happens when you're undrafted in the MLB where there's a thousand rounds. Yeah. Hey. He was what? a closer. Then they made him a starter. <laughs> apparently, he didn't even know how to grip a fastball properly. They literally, like, apparently the Phillies, like, one of the first things they did when they, because he was an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Which does not happen in baseball. So he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. They brought him in, and they're like, oh, by the way, this is how you hold a, a fastball. This is how you hurt, hold Come a change. On. They literally had to reteach him grips. That's insane. But the fact that and he's in the big leagues right now, and he's actually doing things like not great. No, he's not like but he's in the big leagues. But he's in the big leagues. He's serviceable for the time being until the Jays start to have some young guys start to come up, and you know all those things. And you know he has played more games than Jordan Merriweather, who we still are waiting for. I don't pick. even know if he exists. He doesn't know if he, ex- he exists. Stephen has a theory. That Allegedly, he throws a hundred, but I've never seen him. Yeah, never. Seen, there's no actual video evidence. No, of him. this so, man doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> Could you imagine? Josh Donaldson was traded for a man that doesn't exist. You know the J- the Jays are one day gonna gonna send a guy for a player to be named later. And it'll be Jordan Merriweather. He's just the guy. <laughs> but with the Yankees and um, Dodgers both making it to 80 wins, they actually did something they haven't done in since 53, 1953. They both had reached 80 wins on the same night. Oh, wow. And they've done that. This is the third time doing it. And the last time they've done it in 50, 53, as mentioned, and 1947, they met both times in the fall classic known as the World Series. 
Were they even the LA Dodgers or were they the Brooklyn they Dodgers? They might have been the Brooklyn. They were probably the Brooklyn in 53, Dodgers. 53, I want to say they were probably the LA Dodgers. But in Ford, they might still have been the Brooklyn Dodgers. No, I, they might have been. It might have been close. I'm not 100% sure. I remember when that happened. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Here we go. 1947 played the Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay, there we go. The, okay, the Had next time, six games, Vin Scully at 25 years of the age became the youngest ever broadcast a World Series game. Uh, since then, they've met a bunch Goat. of times, but the greatest of all time. But they, I think they were both the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time, so it's oh, been okay. it's been a it's been, it's been a, a hot, hot minute per se. <laughs> this is when it was a subway series. Yeah, real subway series, <laughs> maybe a streetcar series. Yeah, uh, but well, the actually, both, that's what the Do- the Dodgers were the trolley Dodgers. Yeah, the trolley the Dodgers. The Brooklyn trolley Dodgers. There you so, go. There you go. The more you know, the more you know, the more you find out. <laughs> Uh, the Ken Burns stuff is amazing, by the way, because that's oh, where man. I learned that one from. Um, but both times they have actually met in the World Series when they've reached 80 wins. It has been the New York Yankees coming out on top in both World Series. But we know that the path for the New York Yankees is going to be it's a lot harder than the Dodgers because, well, they play in a, they play in a, in a, uh, in a league. league with the Houston, Houston Astros. Astros, who, for all accounts purposes, have locked up their division as well. And have one of the scariest three man, like top three man rotations yeah. in baseball, considering all like Garrett Cole is probably a stretch for a Hall of Famer, but like Granke and Verlander like moonwalk into the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. these are two first ballot all time greats mm-hmm. on the same pitching staff. Yeah. And then they've And Garrett Cole might be having a better season yeah. than both. Like that's mm-hmm. how ridiculous it is. Oh, by the way, Wade Miley who's got a sub three ERA and Aaron Sanchez, who was given to them by the Blue Jays. Did I mention the combined no hitter that him and yeah, Joe? Yeah, Gene yeah, yeah. And you know what's even better? On the same day that that happened, Derek Fisher left the game because he missed a routine foul ball and it hit him in the face. Yeah, I think that appropriately sums up this trade. Yeah, that summed up that trade. But with with that, we'll transition a little bit. Uh, it's the Yankees, basically the Yankees and the Astros battling it out for home field advantage throughout the playoffs because. They're the two best teams in the AL, far and away. Nobody can really, I think, offensively and pitching-wise in terms of combination of bullpen and starting rotation, no one can really hold a candle to what they can do on both sides of the ball. So the races is more for the AL Central between the Twins and the Indians who, you know, a couple months ago it looked like the Twins were they were in a moonwalk. With it. moonwalk. There was talks of... The Yankees and Astros might end up playing each other in the first round of the playoffs, because if if the uh, the Twins kept winning, hey, they might walk away. They play in a weaker division with crappier teams. They play a weaker schedule. They might have the advantage because in the AL Central, uh, sorry, in the AL West and East, the Blue Jays, for whatever, for all intents and purposes, there is still a competitive baseball team. Well, now that all the kids are up, now yeah. all the kids are up, they're a competitive baseball team. And you still have the Red Sox at the end of the day, and you still have the Rays who are a good team. And the A's are no slouch. The Rangers are still no sl- I don't know what the hell happened there. That offense. And then Lance Lynn. Yeah. yeah like the rejuvenated. They got arms that shouldn't be pitching like so, this. Like they're pitching. Like, you know, they have two of the bottom teams in their division, two of the bottom three teams. Now this, the other team is the, the Baltimore Orioles, which the Yankees have done the, the thing that they didn't do last year, which was beat up on them. It's actually funny. All the losses they had to the Orioles could have got them home. Exactly. Advantage. But, you know, 
This year. This year. It's like they remembered that. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Because like Glaber Torres specifically yeah. remembered this. Which I'm which I'm glad. Which I'm very <laughs> glad about. But now you have a battle for the AL Central because the lead that they have is now down to let's see, I think it's one game. Because Cleveland Half a is game, charging, yeah. even though they traded Trevor Bauer, like they're just Baseball thing's going to happen in baseball is essentially what's going on yeah. right now. So you have a half-game lead for the Twins right now in the Central with the Indians right on their tail, which is going to make for an exciting September and rest of August, whatever remains of it. Uh, both teams fairly good, both home and away. Very equal records on both home and away records. So it's just the difference is uh, the runs allowed by the Indians is far less than the runs allowed then, like almost, I think they have they've allowed. That Indians pitching staff was so much better. The Twins yeah. were just bludgeoning people to death because yeah. their offense was insanity. I think 2015 Blue Jays. This is a team that was winning games seven six. Yeah, ten to nine. Like they were obliterating teams and praying that their pitching staff could hold yeah. on. Yeah, because if it wasn't for Odorizzi, who's been hurt and ineffective mm-hmm. since, and Barrios, you really didn't have anyone to trust. No, and they've held it together, but. It's. It seems like it's starting to kind of come apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. Per se. And they didn't add the pitching that they needed at the yeah. deadline, which was a big. Personally, I think that was a big screw up mm-hmm. because if, if you would add a pitcher, if you would add another Stroman. bullpen, if you actually Marcus Stroman and Ken Giles, yeah. Now, granted, Ken Giles the injury issues, right? But if you would have added that closer and a starter like Marcus Stroman, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You would have solved your two biggest issues. Mm-hmm. You have a closer, you have a legit closer in the league, and you have a third starter. And Who for them is their number one? Yeah. Well, their number two behind Barrios, but it, it just makes sense more. Yeah. So there could be some questions that will be asked of a, maybe a wasted year by the Twins mm-hmm. with all this offense that they've you know exactly. compiled. But they also play in the Central, which is kind of like... You also get to play the Rays, or the Rays, uh, the Royals, yeah. and the White Sox, and just trash, the, just the, trash, and basically. the Detroit Tigers. Don't forget the about Detroit the, Tigers. Yeah, the, the trash, the trash Tigers. Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> back to back to back to being mediocre at best, like they were for so long. When well, they I was were really up. good for. I remember when they were really good, and then yeah, and now they're back to what they were before that, which yeah. is bad, yeah. real bad. Uh, On to the NL, the NL itself. You have in the East, you have the Atlanta Braves up six games right now on the Washington Nationals. But we know six games can be. Especially when the Braves went and made all the trades and all of those bullpen arms can't actually get out anymore now that they're in Atlanta. And the Nationals are just. (laughs) They've taken, like, they've absolutely taken off. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been quite impressive for the Nats. Sent uh, Rendon and Soto, mm-hmm. or, and then that, that starting rotation, yeah. Scherzer and uh, Strasburg yeah. and Cahill, or not Cahill, uh, Corbin. Corbin, this ridiculous three-headed monster. Yeah. Then their bullpen was trash, but like the last two years, they went and acquired like four relievers at the deadline. Yeah, that's what they've done. It, it's exactly. a smart strategy by them, and they're not too far behind. And another team not too far behind, even though it's nine games, but uh, they had a major addition adding Charlie Manuel back to their staff as hitting coach. The Philadelphia Phillies, you know, uh, Bryce Harper went three for three last night. He hasn't gone three for three in a very long time, especially this season. I know. I have him in fantasy baseball. (laughs) I'd like him to do some things because, hey, Bryce, we're down the stretch here. We're into the playoffs and getting ready for the playoffs. I'd like you to be healthy, please. I think Phillies fans, after seeing him get a 13-year contract. Yeah. 
getting a little impatient. Philly you know, fans, Philly's Philly fans are impatient. Yeah. Not Phillies, the Philly fans, just in general. Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> City of brotherly love. Well, yeah, my hey ass. Man, hey, man, <laughs> you better make the playoffs. Now, they are not too far behind in the wild card. They are about two games. But the teams that they're chasing, one of them is in their division, the Washington Nationals, and the other are at two teams from the NL Central. Now, the NL Central is currently tied with the Cubs and the Cards, two historic rivals. You know the deal with them. It's They're always here in, in the middle of August yep. every year. And the Brewers aren't too far behind them. They're about, I think, three and a half back of, of the division lead, but they are one and a half back of the wild card. So you have... Realistically, you have another the, team with a missed opportunity that could have used some pitching. Like I don't get it. Some of these guys, like you're just wa- you're you're wasting Christian Yelich. Yeah, and the years. funny thing is, we saw this last year with the Brewers where they needed pitching, and then they went and did like a bunch of crazy stuff, like get Jonathan Scope, even though they needed a shortstop mm-hmm. and pitch. It was weird, but it kind of worked for them. Yeah, but not this year. Um, you have the Mets, who are three apparently games. are winning now. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, They've also played some bad teams, yes. but hey, they say. If you want to make the playoffs, you got to beat the bad teams because that's what makes the difference here. Especially this is baseball. just a way for the Mets to miss out on the playoffs in a heartbreaking fashion, mm-hmm. and once again crush the hearts and souls of their of, fan base of Flushing, New York. Exactly, because no this real is what no, happens. There's nobody really from like the the actual the Mets, part of the, the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks, yeah, the just Mets. Disappointing. <laughs> hey, Mets fans, guess what? When you're cheering the Knicks and you think, hey, they might make the play, no, uh, nope. no, no, no. Um, behind them. The Arizona Cardinals, who kind of sold off everything, they're three and a half back. But the ability of them to stay mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. now, when you've basically replaced Zach Greinke with Mike Leak, yeah, yeah, and you have the San Francisco Giants, who are in kind of free fall mode and should have traded Mad Bum and should have traded Will Smith and all of the things. Yeah. Not they did not nail down. They did not. They did not try oh. to go get the farm for some of these guys. Oh, see, they didn't do anything. They didn't sell anyone, and they didn't really yeah. buy. Actually, they sold like some useless bullpen arms that they didn't really need, and they didn't go get anything. They need. it was a weird deadline. It was a really weird, very deadline. very weird deadline. So we'll see how the races break down, and you know we'll be updating them every week because hey, it's baseball and things can change in a week. When I went on my rant about the New York Yankees oh. not doing anything and blah, blah blah, all of a sudden, hey, they decided to go and hit. They have lost, base. well, they've lost, yeah. but they've barely lost. The machine is the machine, and yeah, DJ and playing LeMay. the trash birds also helps. Hey, whatever, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> At least they're not losing like last year, like they were to the Red Sox yeah. the week before. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> but then they dominated the Red Sox like a week later, which is like I just got it's. it's I'm not gonna say anything. All right, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Um, we can mention. We I want to mention about the Blue Jays basically waving goodbye to Freddie Galvez. It made no sense, which <laughs> makes no sense. I, and you know what? I used to defend this front office. I used to defend moves like this, and I get it. And Boba Shet, and you want him to play every day, but you know you needed a backup shortstop. Mm-hmm. And if I have to watch Brandon Jury play shortstop, I might fucking murder somebody. <laughs> I'm sick of watching Brandon Jury play multiple positions he cannot play because I watched him play first base. He's bad at it, really bad at it. And you're gonna have him play shortstop? I can't play really? first. Can't play first. Yeah. So you know what? He plays a nice third base. He does. He can't hit, and he can't play any other position, but they keep sticking him in other positions. So if he's the backup shortstop, <laughs> Ross, <laughs> got some questions. Just gonna, I don't understand. Why, why did you just keep him? Yeah, like 
at the end of the day, you lose. You gave like this is again. You gave him away for nothing. Yeah. Like if you were Aaron Sanchez, you gave away for a fourth. You gave him away for nothing. Yeah. Stop. Because you know what you know you know what I envision right now. Threw my headphones down. That was loud. Ow. Sorry. That's okay. Justin Smoke's about to get waved. I have this bad feeling by the next time we do a podcast, Justin Smoke is going to get waved. He's probably going to be a New York Yankee. Him, Luke Voigt, and... Luke Voigt's hurt, and Edwin's got a broken wrist. And I just have a terrible, terrible feeling about what's going to happen. And you know how Yankees love their switch-hitting first baseman, i.e. Mark Teixeira. I would be so angry. I think he's getting waved. I honestly think he's getting waved because of Raddy Telez getting called up. Yeah, that was... A, that, it's it's yeah. You're either waving Justin Smoke and, like... I, or Brandon Jury's playing shortstop and Justin Smoke's sitting on the bench. And neither of those things I want to see happen. No. I think Justin Smoke has earned it. I, I, I still if you're going to give me the bullshit of you you worked with Freddie Galvez. So Freddie Galvez either told you he wanted out or what? Because it really, like, I don't understand. Yeah, he's like, um, get me the fuck out of here, please. Because it, it, this whole thing is how they're good guys and then mm-hmm. now he's going to get a chance to play every day. Okay. Okay, he's. It's not like you sent him to a title race, though. No. You sent him to Cincinnati, who I guess hasn't been officially ruled out of the wild card, but they're close. At seven and a half games, I'd say they're exactly pretty much out of it. Exactly, pretty much out of it. I don't understand giving stuff away for nothing. Yeah. Like, don't give. I, I, look, would I love to see Justin Smoke as a New York Yankee? Yes, but for Jays fans and for you know, those fans who have still showing up to the games and stuff, not just for the young kids, but don't be doing that to a player like Justin Smoke, just waving him for nothing. Because you could you could have gotten something at the deadline regardless. Yeah. Because he's 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 a bat. Okay, fine. He's not having his best year, but he's still a bat. That- that's, the, that's the thing. And Freddie Galvez, like the whole point apparently that you brought him in was how well he worked with the kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids keep saying how much they like Freddie Galvez. Yeah. And now he's gone. So I get it. Bo Bichette needs to play every day. Yeah. But, you know, guys need days off. Yeah. The second baseman, Kevin Biggio is going to need a day off. Vladdy's going to need a day off. You've moved him all around so far. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. If he demanded uh, his re- – okay, then I get it. Yeah. But this whole, like, oh, we're good guys for doing this for Fred- – I don't believe anything this front office says anymore. So the second this story comes out, the first thing that pops into my head is – Okay, so what really happened? Did yeah. he say he wasn't playing anymore? Did he demand to get waived? Like, what's happening? Front office. I have a feeling it might be the front office just being what a the, joke. the dummies that they are, and yeah. who knows. But some solace you can at least take as a, as a Jays fan is the play of Bo Bichette, the, oh God, the yeah. amount of freaking doubles he's hitting. The, he's, he's having a, you know, he... He passed Ted Williams in his on-base streak to... Like to start a career, the only yeah. person he's behind now is Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, which is funny that you pass Ted Williams and then you have to pass Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, but it's it's the yeah. thing you pass Ted Williams in a thing mm-hmm. in baseball. No, that's he, good. <laughs> and you know what the thing is is like he's, he he brings a lot of swagger. That's that's the type of player he is. He's a lot of, yeah. he's a lot of swagger. That's a lot of fun know, to watch. A lot of fun to watch. And that's what you that's what you want in these kids is that you hope that it's they're winning games. And this is the team that I originally thought was going to be. Coming around the middle of May, June. Yeah, if Bo doesn't break his hand and get yeah, like he's delayed. He's, yeah, like it. It may be a different outcome. Maybe they're still like maybe they're competing for a wild card, which is. I don't know, but I that's a stretch. That that's a big stretch. <laughs> yeah, like you know, let me get the ladder to, to walk up this for this stretch. <laughs> but 
you know, they're they're probably winning more games and, you know, listening to some of the Toronto radio stations, you know, how, you know, uh, Charlie Montoya has kept a lot of smiles on faces during the losing. And I think that is more, that's the most important thing because it is a learning curve and it's a steep learning curve for young guys. Because some guys, young guys come into the league and it's instant winning. And they've never lost at any level sometimes. Like a lot of these guys, like you're coming from either high school programs mm-hmm. where you've always won a travel team before that, yeah. a college team where you always – a lot of these guys are used to always winning. Yeah. Even in the minors, bad teams have good minor league systems, which mm-hmm. means the minor league teams keep winning. Like if you look at the Jays, these guys won a title at every level they went to. Except yeah. for Vladdy because he went to AAA before all of them, so he didn't technically win the, t- the title yeah, at AA. But they don't get there without Vladdy, so... Exactly. But they won at single A. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they won at low A, high A, and double A. Yeah, so it's been just... Like, they win at every level. Yeah, so when you start to lose, it's 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 a weird feeling. So it's it's on the manager, especially a first-time manager, to have to keep every, every morale up. And, and it seems that he has, he has done that because... You know, the Jays still look like they're having fun out there. You know, the kids are having fun. And that's what you want because you need the kids because next year they're the part there there's what's gonna help you try to bring fans in and mm-hmm. and try to hopefully win some games and be somewhat competitive. You don't want to be, you know, a dud a dud year just kind of but the talent is there. You can see it with both Flatty, oh, yeah. with Cavan, and with uh Bo. So hey. They could be the team that Sneaks into the wild card next year and keeps those. Uh, They're going to need some pitching. They need some pitching. But hey, you know what? If you get well, the. One thing I will say, because like, I used to defend this front office and now I've been ripping them steadily. I'll give, I'll throw a bone that after Ross Atkins, again, just the years of control comment that made me want to stab him in the throat. Um, Mark Shapiro actually had an interview on Sportsnet, on Primetime Sports, mm-hmm. which. Should still have Bob McCallum, but that's a whole other thing. Where he finally said, no, 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 like, I don't like losing. I know the fans don't like losing, and we need pitch. He actually said, next year, our pitching staff is probably going to be three of our pitchers, like people in-house, and two guys we have to go and get. Because we need to start winning, and we need to give this offense. We need to let them know that they're in games. That, they, that yeah, they scored seven runs in the first inning, and now you're down 10-7 to seven in the second. Right? Like, that was the only thing this entire year that's really given me any kind of like, okay, so maybe you kind of have a plan. Maybe. Allegedly. Supposedly. We'll see. We will see. Um, On to the NHL. Bueller. 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 Adam Ernie got traded. Yeah. Okay. All the important RFAs are, are still RFAs. Still at home. Mitch Marner waiting. Jake Brayden. Gardner still in a UFA. Okay, yeah, I, they're still like the big UFAs or that that didn't get signed on day one that surprisingly lasted. Or they're still there. Mm-hmm. The, all the big RFAs, they're still there. Yeah, but I think that I think that once we had gotten kind of past everything of the initial week or so of of all the signings and everything and of the Sebastian Ajo thing with the with the offer, the offer sheet. sheet yeah. I think that everyone was kind of like, okay, now it's good. This is gonna let's, happen. Let's just relax a little bit. Okay, it's time to time to take because once September strolls around, you know all the rumors will be rampant. And once training camp happens and guys are really missing stuff again, mm-hmm. that's when this will ramp up. Yeah, because right now, like, we're what three weeks out of training camp? Yeah, about three weeks. Because it's 
Well, as we're recording this on Thursday, August 15th, mm-hmm. training camp's going to start pretty soon. Yeah. And then that's when this will all ramp up again. Because mm-hmm. then guys are missing scrimmages, practices, then games. exhibition games, yeah. and then the season starts, and then shit gets real. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because Braden Point, I think, is the big fish, the biggest of the fish. As much as everyone wants to say it's Mitch Marner, Braden Point's a number one center who yeah. also like who can run your power play and your penalty kill, who can play twenty two minutes a night. Yeah. That's not something you He's, find. He is probably like a lot of people say that you know Nikita Kucherov is the engine. No, no, no. Braden Point's the engine. Don't forget that Braden Point makes actually. You know what? Nikita Kucherov might be the engine, but you can't go anywhere without a transmission. And Braden Point is the transmission. Yeah. He makes everything flow. He makes everyone go. He's he, more important to that team than Mitch Marner is to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. 100% agree. And it's funny now that the, the worm has turned on Marner a lot to the point where I don't know if you've mm-hmm. noticed, but this last week turned into is he the most overrated I of the RFAs. I, I saw it. This I, is slowly starting. Like, He's gotten to the point where he was Toronto's favorite son, and now he's getting to the point mm-hmm. where people are starting not to just dislike him. People are starting yeah. to hate him now. I know. See, the thing is, like, I, I can justify paying a center – Eleven and a half million dollars, exactly. because they're a center. They're the most. We all know that in the NHL, you are only going as far as your centers. I.e., two years ago, it was Montreal Canadiens that decided yep. to put a winger down the center <laughs> and had worked very well. Had Thomas Buchanich and you know still developing Philip Deneau and whoever else was there. And we saw, we saw the struggle. If the Leafs didn't have Austin Matthews or. John Tavares, hey, you know what? Mitch Marner's not in this position that he's in. He he gets the, the you know, John Tavares is a true number one center in the league. Yeah. And the Leafs happen to have now uh, him and Austin Matthews on the same team. And not to we, mention, we've seen what. Look at the history of what John Tavares has done for his wingers. Now, is Mitch Marner better than Matt Molson? Oh, oh, oh yeah. you bet, you oh, bet yeah. your ass he is. He's oh, substantially yeah. better than Matt Molson. But what we're saying is. Don't sit here and tell me that the only reason John Tavares had 47 goals last year was Mitch Marner. Because there's a lot to do with the fact that Mitch Marner cracked 90 points, mm-hmm. with the fact that his centerman was John Tavares. Yeah. Then there is the other way around. Yeah. Like the most, if, I've, I, if I'm ranking important pieces on the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's a 1A one, one with Tavares and Matthews because of yeah. the center thing. Morgan Riley runs everything. Your your goalie is I I rank goalies. You need a yeah. you need a goalie that's going to stop. Freddie the puck. Anderson, in terms of the way this team plays, mm-hmm. might even be number one because of the amount of times that he's left hung out to yeah. dry. So if you're looking at importance here, you're like fifth on the pecking yeah, order. Yeah, you're not here. one. You're not two, and you're not even three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and here's the thing, and this is another thing that I can tell, just like talking to other friends who are Leaf fans. When the negotiation is essentially, okay, you want $10 million plus. You want the big money. Cool. If you want the big money, you, you get eight years. But I don't want eight years. Okay, well, if you want a shorter-term deal, you get less money. But I want all the money. When, when, when people – because there are a lot of dumb Leaf fans. But when it gets to the point where that's, that's basically what it's been since day one here – and it starts to seep into some of, you know, the, the just brick-headed Leafs fans Stoop. in the Woodbridge area. 
when even they start to understand that, hey, wait a second. So they've offered him all the money. They just said, you need to take the years. And yeah. he said, no. So then they said, okay, you can't have all the money. Yeah. We'll give you a shorter-term deal. And he says, no, I want all mm-hmm. the money. Yeah. And then you're rinsing and repeating that cycle. Yeah. Everyone starts to get a little frustrated. If nothing happens, if this bleeds into the season, it could get which uh, Darren Ferris, his Marner's agent, has a history of doing that yeah. too. But you know who has a history of doing that with? Here's two guys that tried to go into the season, and both of them got less money than they were originally offered. Mm-hmm. Josh Anderson and as Josh Anderson and Andreas Athanasiu. Both of them got contracts under $2 million yeah. a year yeah, because they held out. And both of them had to sign for multiple years. Yeah, They got three- and four-year deals, I believe. Yeah. So, you, you know, you've tried this before, and you failed. And then everything you've done with Marner's negotiations have literally blown up in your face. Yeah. Like when M- Matthew signed a contract and then his agent, Marner's agent, is immediately calling it, like the 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 worst contract slash like best for players, but like the worst management con- like you're out here on his big day trying to draw all the attention to you and Mitch Marner. Yeah, everyone's pretty sick of it, mm-hmm. and you've now managed. So everyone hated the agent to begin with. Now people are hating the player, yeah. and they hate his dad. Mm-hmm. And this is getting real. And the difference is, Willie lived in Sweden. He can hide. He could be in a bubble. Me- media blackout. Nobody's right? talking to him. He didn't see he didn't see the reports unless he looked for them. Yeah. Mitch lives here. I don't know if you live in the GTA. It's kind of hard to ditch the Marner news. Yeah. It's kind of everywhere. Hey, remember that time that Mitch posted that video of him on a wakeboard? It was everywhere. Yeah. You know what he had to do? Disable comments. You want to know why? Because they were all about his contract. Yeah. I've done the old disabled comments thing. It's <laughs> it's quite entertaining. You should do it once in a while. But no, no, I understand. And and for this all to go, I look as left as it's gone. Like this is just like if you want to win, you know. I know we're talking like it's hard to be like, oh, you're making like you're making what a million bucks. Well, it's it's not even that. It's it's the difference between like you're still making life changing money. Yeah. Like, and now you're arguing over the the dollars and cents. Yeah. I need an extra hundred grand. I need an extra million a season. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, an extra hundred grand, an extra million a season—that's big money. Oh, yeah. that is life changing money for me. Yeah. But when the difference is between nine point five and ten, sign your deal. You're not going to get our tiny hey, Panera. You know money. what? Athletes, you don't know when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: Mitch Marner has the right to to do this. He's got the right to ask for all the money in the yeah. world. Just understand what that's going to do. Understand how you've painted yourself now, mm-hmm. okay? Because you're the hometown kid that everyone loved. You couldn't hate Mitch. No, no, he's the you love every so anything he did. Right, everything he did was so good. Look what's happening now mm-hmm. and see how the worms turned. Yeah. Will it all be forgetting if he's forgotten if he signs? Oh yeah. Yeah. He goes into the season and it starts looking like the Nylander thing. You think it's gotten nasty now? Oh, you wait. 
That's the tip of the iceberg. I'm grabbing my popcorn for that one. It better I, not happen. It, it, I hope for you, for because you went through it last year. You know, you better not happen. There's a small little part of me that wants because because I know that Mitch Marner doesn't play. The Leafs are just that less much less talented. That's just a little bit for me as a Habs fan, but for me, it's kind of like a wild theory to think about if he's arguing over five hundred thousand dollars and it's like. This and that. It's like you get a chance to to you, you get to play for a cup contender, and you you in your hometown in your hometown. Like you can't ask. You grew up rooting for this team. There are so many athletes that one day never get to play for their hometown team because it just, just the cards never fall that way. Yeah. Like you have this opportunity. It's such a great opportunity, and it's like you get to play with John Tavares. John Tavares potentially he's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Austin Matthews, if he continues on this career trajectory he's on, another Hall of Famer. You know, uh, Mike Babcock, coached by Mike Babcock, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, you have all these pieces, and your GM has, has is doing everything he, he possibly can. They're, like, they're finding rules that no one knew existed yeah, like with he, the LTIR, I will, I will reacquiring him, David Clarkson. Like, it is it is in such an impressive job because he's – this is this is the final piece of it all. Then he gets a little bit of a break for a few years before he has to do the whole Morgan Riley thing. But he's he's trying to make sure that he keeps he knows. The NHL knows that they're the three. The three of them. Nylander, Marner, Matthews. They're the three. They're your your young studs that you're trying you you've built your club around. And without one, I don't know how effective you're gonna be. The Leafs will still be an effective team because they have two great centers. Yep. But what happens, we'll see. But the market's going to be dictated by one Braden Point. Yes. Because he's a number one center. Exactly. And he's the one who should get paid the most. But yes. it's Tampa Bay and the salary cap doesn't apply to them. So For whatever reason. Find out a way to whatever. make this work. All right. On to the NFL. We're going to get to our preview <laughs> of two divisions because, because we missed last week. We're going to do a double up, much like we did with the AFC and NFC North division. But. Before we get to that, oh, <laughs> man, I love that the drama's not in Pittsburgh. Thank God. Because Antonio Brown is such a special, special character. He forgot to wear, like, special socks. Well, see, that's the funny thing. I don't know if he forgot to because no one knows if he didn't wear them, if he was told to wear them and he just said no, if he was even informed that this was something that was supposed to happen. Because you also got to think, like, you're there in Paris, so maybe they're not speaking English. And I don't know if Antonio Brown speaks multiple languages. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So I don't know who's exactly to blame for this situation, but um, you, you, you don't want to explain. Just, just, just. That, he, that his feet look like. I, 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 they're like. I don't know if they're, they're frostbitten. They're frostbitten. And ironically. If you go look at last year's Madden cover, there's um the the system the system the, the uh, what's the name for it the um oh god it's not the animation system the physics the physics engine is called frostbite Madden out here trolling everybody <laughs> you know like how the Simpsons predicts everything like something's yep. gonna happen the Madden curse is real the Madden curse is real um, we saw it with his you know. 
blue dreadlock and gold mustache. Oh, it's just, you know, so everything. Weird. You know, I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, we're going to make the. Remember what I said about there, you know, there's the two teams, the Steelers and the Raiders, and how usually the Steelers, they make the right decision when it comes to personnel decisions. Yep. And then you have the Raiders. Well, see, the best part is, though, is that it doesn't just end there because that would be enough for any normal person. That is, that is enough for me to – I have Antonio Brown in fantasy football. He's one of my keepers. Oof. Okay? Oof. I'm trying desperately to trade him. Obviously, I'm gonna get, I need him with his – like, his feet scared me. Okay? Mm-hmm. But then I thought, okay – He'll figure it out. It's just feet. So it's, it's okay. Frostbite. He'll Frostbite. You know, he's, it's not like they have to amputate his foot. Yeah. But why would it stop there? Because, you know, the circus follows Antonio Brown. <laughs> After, you know, he the hot air balloon entrance. <laughs> and he had the frostbite. <laughs> Doesn't he go and basically try to... Go against the NFL PA and NFL itself with the new helmet rule, basically them, you know, trying to make it safer for everybody. Trying to make it safer, so protecting people's brains, you know, like the NFL does not want another lawsuit, so they're doing everything in its power to make sure that they are a safer league. And they've changed the way that some of the helmets are. Antonio Brown's helmet that he was wearing was under that. That one, so uh, including Tom Brady, his his helmet's over ten years old. Yes, at that point, they, it can no longer be certified. the The organization that does the certification mm-hmm. refuses if a piece of equipment is older than ten years mm-hmm. to actually certify it. Yeah. So Antonio knows this, and had plenty of time to find another helmet. Yes, he didn't, nope. and then filed a grievance mm-hmm. and hired a lawyer. And actually went through an entire thing for this. Yes. Where he was officially rejected. Yeah. And has threatened the R word. Like he's Ben Roethlisberger wanting a new contract. And he's also out here on Twitter literally asking random people if they have a a slightly newer version of that helmet. It is a shoot. 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 Air. I know that because I played. Uh, We had those. I think we had them too. We had Riddell and shoot. Uh, a shoot air advantage adult large helmet that was manufactured in 2010 or after. That would allow it to be less than 10 <laughs> years old, which would mean he could wear it. My favorite part of it is I will exchange. I will exchange. Uh, sorry, in exchange, I will trade a signed practice worn at Raiders helmet. Yes, because I really want a uh, Raiders Antonio Brown helmet. I mean, I'd I'd want it rather than like the random like high school football helmet I'd had because I think this is what he's trying to do yeah. is talk to high school like directly to kids and be like, if you have this helmet, send it to me, please. Actually, it's funny because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the CFL have a helmet very similar to that, and they offered it here. Just we'll, we'll exchange. Here you go. Now, <laughs> whether Antonio Brown goes through with this because he has threatened retirement and now he's looking for a helmet. I wonder if the league just kind of they, they walked it, watched him walk in and laughed at him. It's like everyone in the league's had to do this. Tom Brady's had to do this. Aaron Rodgers, you have to do it too. Yeah, and Tom Brady doesn't like it, but he understands. He, he understands. Has to do he it. understands what he has to do. It's just part of the, the thing and safety. Yeah, safety. Hey, and then he threatened. You know, Antonio Brown's threatening. 
you know, I'm going to wear my own helmet. I don't care. And then if I get hurt, I'm going to sue and this and that. It's like, you know, all this noise can't be good, especially for a team that's really not that good either. Run by a circus of uh, run, run by the ringleader that is John Gruden. And do you think John Gruden enjoys this circus? I don't think so. I thought he probably thought him and Mike Mayer thought, man, we're going to steal Antonio Brown. You know, it all started with the, the hot air balloon entrance. You know, his big, big grand entrance is his training camp. Show up, do your work. You want to have some fun? Okay, that's cool. But, you know, now this is too much being, you know, being with the helmet, the, the, the frostbite. Okay, fine. You know, maybe there was who knows with it. Yeah, maybe it's the clinic's fault. Yeah. But the helmet, though. The helmet, though, man. You ain't got no excuse. You got no. You got no. What is it? Uh, no leg to stand on. Show up to camp. Put your helmet on and shut up. Also, have a semi-good season so I can trade your ass out of my fantasy league. Because <laughs> I'm tired of you. Um, on to other news and notes of the NFL. Melvin Gordon uh, holding out, holding out, demanding uh, a trade, demanding a trade out of LA, straight out out of LA. Uh, I don't know if he's he's another guy who kind of. I don't know if he has a leg to stand on in terms of like, you know, anything because really in his entire okay, other than 2017 he hasn't he's never played a full season. Um, other than 2017 he's never had a thousand rushing yards because of it, and other than last year he's only averaged about 3.9 yards per carry. So not exactly an elite running. Back. So not exactly an elite running back. But he wants to get paid like one. Yeah, and you're thinking that oh because. Guy like Le'Veon Bell, who had sustained success throughout his entire NFL career, could do it. I can do it too. Yeah, you know, because an elite running back did it. But some reason he thinks he's in the same category. Yeah, uh, I don't know how this is going to end, but at the end of the day, Melvin Gordon, for the Chargers' purposes, they need him on on the team because really, who are they going to put? Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler and. Jackson, I forget the guy's first name. He was like a rookie. He came in last year and he played for them for like three games or something because well, Melvin Gordon was hurt. Was hurt. Yeah. And Austin Eckler, I think, got hurt as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. A, a player like Melvin Gordon trying to do this is just it's kind of laughable because it's like yeah. you've never stayed healthy for a whole season. And and you're out here like they've offered you basically ten million dollars a year, and you're out here being like, nope, I want Lev Bell, Zeke Elliott, or not Zeke Elliott because we'll get to Zeke. He doesn't have a contract either. But I want Todd Gurley money, David Johnson, and it's like, oh, okay, um, you're not even close to any of those. No, not a chance. He's Mitch Marner out here creating his own comparables, <laughs> yeah. just inventing them out of thin air. See, like me personally, when I when I look at you know certain players like Melvin Gordon, it's like. I understand, but you're replaceable back in the NFL. Yeah, like, and it's kind of shame on the Chargers. I don't know. I, I don't know the Chargers depth chart because we haven't gotten to the AFC West yet. That's a few weeks away. But what do they also have at running back? Do they feel confident in what they have? They like the back. Like they like Austin Eckler. They mm-hmm. like what they have, um, especially considering he's not an elite running back. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> running backs who aren't elite who try to demand this. You're replaceable. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're always going to be replaceable. And running backs are the dime a dozen in the league. That's why there's so many of them drafted every season. And sometimes teams don't waste high picks on them because, hey, they get hurt so easily because they're one of the they're in a position 
that it's one of the most physical positions next to probably O line D line. Yeah. In terms of the amount of actual yeah hitting the pounding because every basically every play mm-hmm. ends in you getting hit. Yeah. So. Good luck, Melvin Gordon, with your trade me out of L.A. Yeah. Good luck with that. I wish you the best of luck. Mm-hmm. You might end up in Siberia <laughs> or Tampa Bay, whatever's worse. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay's a little nicer because at least you have the Nicer pitch. weather, but the nicer, football outlook. But the football, we'll get to them too, but uh, later on uh, in a few shows. Uh, but we'll also let's talk about, uh, I guess we can talk the Zeke. Cowboys? The whole about, mess. We can talk about the whole of the Cowboys because, hey. How about them Cowboys? So Dak and Amari Cooper, I understand because this is the last year of their deals. Mm. Generally, guys in the last year, this is when you see the contract get negotiated and, and it gets worked out. Yes. Zeke's got two years left. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of an issue. You know what's another issue? Zeke's in Cabo right now. Just enjoying life. Dak and Amari are there. So the guys getting contracts first are probably the ones there. Now the issue, though, this team was built around Zeke. Yes. So now, again, you just talked about it with the Chargers. A lot of people think that, you know, running backs are replaceable. Dime a dozen. You can can draft them anywhere. You can find them. You can plug and play. Okay, that's cool. But when you build your entire offense around a running back, he becomes necessary. Without Zeke, we've seen Dak without Zeke. It's not good. Yeah, we saw last. We saw it not well, not the previous two seasons ago. Yeah. when when Zeke was bouncing out of the lineup because he was trying to fight his suspension. It's like is he going to play? He's not going to play. Exactly. And and now in like we've seen Amari Cooper. Yeah, he can have a game where he's two hundred and fifty yards receiving, and three touchdowns. He can also follow that up like he did with less than thirty. Mm-hmm. It's possible because he did it. Go look at his game logs. Like, this isn't a number one, a true number one receiver. Dak's also not a true carry-your-offense quarterback. Yes. Right? But those are the guys that should get paid first because they showed up to camp, they're working out, you know, they're not causing distractions, and they have one year left. Zeke's got two, he didn't show up, he's causing distractions. Oh, by the way, there's all the off-field stuff with Zeke. A lot of transgressions. A lot of things that aren't exactly forgivable either. Yes. The shit going on with the the alleged domestic abuse Mm -hmm. and just the dumb shit Zeke has been caught on video doing, like taking that chick's top off when he's clearly too drunk to even know where he is. Yeah. Not to mention this offseason at that EDM festival and the argument with his girlfriend and then with a bouncer where he pushes the bouncer over a fence. Like there's a pattern here with Zeke. Yeah. Right? So you also add that into the equation. But again, if you're the Cowboys, you can't sit here and be like, you know, we don't really need a running back, like Jerry Jones said, because you built your offense around a running back. That's exactly what you've like, done. you put yourself in this situation. Yeah. You have, you've made this problem. Yeah. You have the O line built a certain way and paid. And paid to protect your number one commodity, Ezekiel Elliott. Exactly. Not Dak Prescott. No. Sorry, Dak. But, you know, for like at the end of the day, the Cowboys are just going to ride with, with Zeke no matter what. At the end of the day, they can bullshit anybody they want. But they know, we know, everybody knows that it's it's Zeke gets the ball. If Zeke touches the ball 25 times, we're going to probably win this football game. If our defense can hold teams that we don't have to rely on Dak Prescott 
to march up and down the field, then we're okay. But that's the problem, is that all of it revolves around Zeke, and none of it actually revolves around Dak Prescott. And Amari Cooper's so distant third. We watched watched Amari Cooper in— They brought— they brought Jason Witten out of retirement. Yeah, like how desperate? Wait, you guys can't draft a, a tight end. You have issues with certain p- player positions. Like, yeah. what, what's wrong with you? They took Jason Witten out of the booth. Yeah, now it's not like he was doing a great job in the booth. No. So, it's but not I don't like think he's going to do that great of a job when he's back on the field no. because he's gone a year. Because he's almost forty too. Mm, like, and he missed a year of football. Like this whole situation is not going to yeah. end well. So with the whole. Zeke thing, we kind of it's a it's a waiting game. Good luck, Cowboys, trying to convince yourselves because if you, you're trying to convince yourselves that hey, we don't need to pay Zeke, now yeah, you have to. Yeah. Unless you just want to give up and just tank. Yeah, because they're talking about a Super Bowl and that ain't happening. Yeah, that's not happening without Zeke. Sorry, not, not happening with Zeke. But that's but, another hey, story. <laughs> good luck. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. But with Dak Prescott, you know, we turned down a thirty million dollar contract. But it depends. Like I was about to say the. The thing is, is exactly we don't know the with extent. structure and the way guaranteed money works in the NFL. Yeah, technically he could have been offered thirty million a season, but like maybe only one year of that's actually guaranteed. You don't really know when it comes to to turning that down because if he actually thinks he's worth forty million a season, <laughs> have fun. We wish you the best of luck. Now, when we look at Dak Prescott, we we me and Stephen have conversations all the time before the show. We just you know, spitballing and talking about quarterbacks and Dak Prescott being obviously the topic of today. We look at Dak, I, I look at him and I go, is he a top 15 quarterback in this league? Does he even deserve to be in that breath? And when you go through some of the quarterbacks, okay, we'll start with number one. I think we can both agree kind of Patrick Mahomes is, is it, we, it is a, let's see what happens year yeah. two, but he, I think, I, I compared him to Dan Marino, where yeah. he throws the ball really hard. He can throw it far. He plays not in a you know not in a hot climate like Dan Marino did in Miami. In a cold climate like uh, Kansas City in the summer is hot. Yeah, now, I know. Yeah, it's also dead it's also, also real cold, f- real freaking cold in the in the winter time. But when I look at him, it's like the team's probably never going to be any good compared to what he actually is as a quarterback. What we obviously going to see. You have Drew Brees, you have Tom Brady, you have Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, you know uh, Philip Rivers. We're flying through names here. Yeah, like Cam Newton, we still put in that list. Like I put him above Dak. I put, I put him way above Dak because he actually can. We see he, he won an MVP. Bowl he won an MVP with not a lot of help. Yeah, like with Devin Funches. Exactly. Okay, Devin Kelvin Fun- Benjamin. No, he was hurt that year. Oh, that's right. That was the ACL tear. That was year. the ACA, th- and everyone thought, okay, the season's over, and he went ballistic. Uh, you have who else is there? Like, what is Jared Goff? Like, is you know, you still have Carson Wentz, who is the best quarterback in his own division. Yeah. Like, but the injuries. Say, but again, all of these names come before Dak. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, watch Deshaun Watson win literally by himself. And if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, Baker Mayfield is better than Dak Prescott. Yeah. You know what Dak Prescott is? Andy Dalton. Just he's fast. He's just he's a he's better, a little bit more mobile yeah. and less ginger, Andy Dalton. Pretty much. Like the Cowboys have to look at it at a real thing. Like you're in a you're in a weird spot because you have a quarterback who's really not gonna ever win a Super Bowl. 
So do you want to be okay? Or, Here's another name, Matt Stafford. Yes, take him over Dak. Oh, 100. Right, like this again though. These, what? How many is that though? That's that. It's got to be at least twelve I, names. I, I think we're at twelve out. or thirteen names minimum, <laughs> minimum. And we haven't even like you know we haven't even gotten to like he's not even the Marcus than, Mariotas, Jameis Winston's. Like you know what I mean? Like not, he's he's kind of in that category where like at least they have more upside. We've they have seen, more tools. I, I think we know what Dak is. Like we've kind of seen what he is. You know, Game like manager. hey, great. You know what for. a f- Fifth round pick, I think he was. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, phenomenal! It's amazing. You run. You, but he's still not Russell Wilson. No, not even close. Not even close. And and if he's asking for forty, man, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. You you need good luck and God uh, bless. Can I ask what you're smoking or taking? Because <laughs> please, I would like some of it because I'm going crazy and I would love it. I think it would be great. But share then, with Mr. Big Chest. Yeah, you can share with Mr. Big Chest. Hey. Well, no, then I can't trade him because then if he has weed too, then I'm fucked. <laughs> and I can't trade him because then he's suspended for however long and then maybe he's like, I'm not playing anymore, which is what I fear. But good luck, Dak. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, on to our continuous preview of uh, the the upcoming NFL season. We aren't that far away. Uh, you've probably, some of you have already begun your drafts. I haven't gotten there yet. I only have one, and I kind of got to. Getting in September. I have to. I have Getting to do one. I have to do one on the. I have to do one technically through my phone while everyone's drafting live while I drop my parents off at the airport. I have a feeling I'm going to be working at 3 a.m. the night. I might send after you. The I draft. actually might send you to the draft as my representative, <laughs> so that at least I know. Hey, he's going. I'd be like, Stephen, just take this guy. That's all I want, and move from there. Please just sit there on the phone like the actual draft. Hey, these are the five names that just came off. Who do you want? Uh, okay, we'll forget it. <laughs> but um, with the NFL season coming around, we've been doing our weekly previews. We've done the AFC East and North. We've done the NFC North. But we're going to make another stop back into the NFC. And speaking of Dak and Zeke and the Dallas Cowboys, the NFC East, we figured it'd only be fitting. A division that never has back-to-back winners because, hey, it's the NFC East. You never know what the hell's going to happen. So I think we can automatically take out the Cowboys for winning this division. Yeah, and we know that the Washington Redskins, although somewhat competitive up until the Alex Smith injury, we don't know. Well, how. Let's see what Dwayne Haskins is. Exactly. Let's see what the like. You got Darius guys coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. You got Bryce Love who had a down year at Stanford, who yeah. could have been a top ten pick the year before, mm-hmm. but you got him in the third round. You have a lot of question marks, interesting question marks, but a lot of question but marks. A lot of question marks. with the skins. Yeah, and we have the New York Giants who. <sighs> Think that Daniel Jones is now the savior after what two games or something yeah, like they're, that? They're just trading. Oh, I don't know. I don't know cool. what the Giants are. But that leaves us with the team that was two years ago Super Bowl champs, the Philadelphia Eagles, with now just Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is gone, mm-hmm. and it is now Nick. Fo- uh, sorry, it's now Carson's ship. They've also brought in Jordan Howard yes. because they've had a ridiculous revolving door of running backs, yeah. and now you might have one. <laughs> and that's what the, I'm sure they're hoping we've seen. Yeah. No, the, they're still going to use multiple, but you would think Jordan Howard's going to get back to being the guy, considering he was losing touches in Chicago. Yeah. They were kind of going away from him anyways. Mm-hmm. So a nice little pivot for him in his career and for the Eagles who needed a running back. Yeah, so it works out nicely. I think that... Carson Wentz is going to need to prove a lot this year. They did give him a bit of a contract extension. They gave him some money. It says, okay, we're giving you the money. Now now you have to reward us. He needs to us. revert back to the MVP form yeah. and not what we saw. Mm-hmm. And then granted, though, last year with the in- coming off the injury, he probably rushed back too soon. 
Yeah. So this year, maybe we see what he actually is. Yeah. I think with a full off season of recovery, not having to worry about dealing with the knee injury, I think that he gets used to everything. And I think this Eagles team can can do some good, some some damage just in the A of NFC. Never mind the NFC East. That front seven still dangerous yeah. on defense. That, that offense, when you look at all the like, you when know you, what I mean. You look at them as a whole. They're and exactly. they're a well coached team. They have everything. And and they were when when Carson was there in what should have been his MVP year before the injury. They were unstoppable. They were unstoppable, and they were they were legit Super Bowl favorites. So how Carson Wentz reverts back to, if he reverts back to that MVP style, there's a good chance that this this Philadelphia Eagles team walks away with the division because the team in second place is a team currently with no running back and he is their offense. His name is Ezekiel Elliott. Exactly. And it is the Dallas Cowboys. Now I think with the Dallas Cowboys there, you can tell that we assume Zeke's gonna be back before the season starts. And this is all gonna run the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. because when I look at this division I think the Eagles are the best, and I think the Cowboys are the second best team because that defense is pretty good. Yeah. Leighton Vander Esch was really good mm-hmm. last year, so now you have the guy when Sean Lee eventually gets hurt and misses most of the season. Like you actually does. have a replacement for him. Yes. You have a really good pass rush. Mm-hmm. Your corners are good enough because of how good the pass rush is. That offensive line's great, and they're all healthy. You have guys like Travis Frederick, who basically missed the whole year because he had like an intestinal disorder. You have him back. You got Zach Martin, who's still a beast. Yeah. Like you still have a really good. You have the pieces you need mm-hmm. because if Zeke's back, you now have a, a year of Amari Cooper. Who do I think he's a true number one? No, but is that a guy that Dak can throw to? Yeah, I think he now has an outlet. Yeah. You have Jason Witten back. I think that's going to be kind of a disaster, but do I think he can make third down catches? Yeah, and that's kind of all you really need him for. Yeah. Because he didn't really have a tight end at all last year, so you're getting a huge upgrade from whatever the hell you ran out there last Mm -hmm. year. As a whole, the other two teams are also such dumpster fires. You know what? I, I I won't say the Redskins are that much. They're, yeah, but the way that that ownership group treats everything, something is going to happen. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the next massive thing to happen. Well, who knows with them. But Look I, what they did with Kirk Cousins. Well, now, did that work out? Kind of. But look what happened with your replacements for Kirk Cousins. Well, Alex Smith was doing okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. He was he doing was, the plain yogurt thing. Just doing the plain yogurt thing. And now his career thing. might be over. Unfortunately. Right? But, and then there was... Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson and Sanchez. Josh Johnson right? almost won me a fan. He won me a fantasy championship because yeah. my quarterback. But there's, but there's so many question marks with that Redskins team that I can't. I can't justify putting them in second. No, and the Giants are. Uh, oh God, oh my God. The Giants will be drafting a quarterback next year in the second round, saying that this is competition for Daniel Jones. Oh, I don't. Who knows what they're going to do? <laughs> I don't. Knows? I don't trust the Giants. I never have. Uh, they are, they can't get out of their own way. They yeah. haven't been able to move on from let his his career is over Eli Manning. He did what he can for your he did what he did for your organization. I get there's some sentimental value, but it's and like, over. And they, you have a pair of interesting running backs, but you also have Adrian Peterson if you're the Redskins, and you still have no wide receivers, and you don't really have a tight end because Jordan Reed is always hurt. And last year he was kind of healthy and sucked. Yeah. So, I don't know. And your offensive line, which was really good and locked up, keeps getting hurt to the point where now you're releasing. I I don't know what the Redskins are. And I know the Giants are a tire fire. You know what I mean? I told you. The Giants are just going to be bad enough that they they don't get to draft Tua. 
And then the following year, they'll be just bad enough that they don't get to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, like Saquon is just going to win them enough games to screw them yeah. while they're also comically bad. Exactly. I have a feeling we might see a butt fumble or two. Oh, my God. I hope so. Eli just going out in the worst way possible. No. It'll be Daniel Jones. Oh, God. It's going to be Daniel Jones with the butt fumble. Oh, God. Can't wait for it. Oh, yeah. Um, On to the AFC South. This is a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. Because there's a lot of, like, we don't know, but at least it's going to be like, a, this is going to be an entertaining we don't know, and not like, oh, God, that looks like a tire fire. This is a tire fire. Well, there's one team that might be a tire fire. Yes. And that's the team that we both have agreed will finish in fourth place. Mm-hmm. They have a quarterback that you have referred to as? Plain Yogurt 2.0. Yes, and that is Marcus Mariota. Because he's Alex Smith. Yeah. Kind of run. Well, he can run. But he can't really make the yeah. big throws. He's accurate, but he doesn't really go downfield. Yeah. yeah, like there's not much to expect. They'll win five games. Maybe. Maybe six. And we don't and like okay, like uh Derrick Henry in three to four game spurts is amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at the rest of his seasons. Yeah. Dion Lewis, since he left the Patriots, hasn't been a thing. That defense is supposed to be really good, and they have nice pieces like Jarrell Casey, but like God, I don't know what the rest of it's going to do. Never, they, they have a game or two where they look really good. Yeah, like a Dory Jackson's interesting. Mm. He's a great kick returner. Is he really going to develop into a great corner? I don't know. Like, There's a lot of que- – there's just so many question marks on that team. Yeah. And whereas there's question marks on these other teams, at least there's like – one area where the question mark is, unlike this Titans team where you're like, I the whole thing's a yeah, die. It's like know. who do It's we the Riddler. There's question marks yeah. everywhere. And they're also gonna be missing uh Taylor Luan. Who's like a massive part of that offensive yeah. line because of a PED suspension. Yes. So your left tackle's gone. Mm-hmm. That protects playing your 2.0. Who also gets hurt a lot. Yeah. And not like minor injuries. We're talking like nerve damage, yeah. a severely broken leg. Like last year when I'm talking about nerve damage, he hurt the, the his neck, which caused like a, a fact that at certain points he couldn't actually feel the football, but he was yeah. asked to throw it. You saw what happened when Peyton Manning couldn't feel the football. <laughs> he was one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Marcus Mariota is not Peyton Manning. No. No. So there's going to be issues there. No, 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 no. Uh, and yes, lots of issues. On to the team we both think are going to finish in third place. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Led defense by, is still good. Defense is still the defense. They've uh, added Nick Foles. I, which I don't know what that's we, going to do. We've seen Nick Foles as the starter. It's true, true starter. Well. It doesn't typically work out There well. was that one year. Yeah. In Philadelphia, funny enough. But it wasn't under Doug Peterson. No. It was under uh, oh, Chip, Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yes, right? Chip Kelly. That was the only year where he was actually good as a starter. Because yeah. other than that, it's been bad. Yeah. And I don't know how this, this experiment's going to work. You know who's he going to throw to? Who's going to throw to? Leonard Fournette misses always like seven games because yeah he's 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 always hurt. Any little minor nick, right? Like what's going to happen there? Like what's yeah. now the defense is dominant. Those guys are basically all back. Yeah, but that's also a defense that was the same as the year before, and they kind of quit last year. Mm-hmm. So how can you believe that they might not quit again this year? But there's more talent and less question marks than the Titans, so that's why they're above them. Exactly. (laughs) And and then on to the team that we think is going to finish in second place, led by Bill O'Brien, who can never win the big one. Yeah. The Houston Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson hopefully is not going to die because they have no offensive line, and um, if he gets hurt, they're screwed. They're definitely dead last. Run. 
Dun, like dun. so dead last. Oh, but Deshaun yeah. Jackson is like just out here. Yeah. He was so hurt one week he couldn't fly on a plane. They drove him. They drove him. And he played the next week. Yeah. Think about that yeah. for a second. He's a tr- he's a warrior. He's a competitor and you know, DeAndre Hopkins is, is also unstoppable. Easily one of the best wide receivers in all of football. You've got you JJ Watt. JJ Watt, you have Will Fuller who's going to be coming back from injury. Like there are some pieces on this team on offense and defense that yeah. are so undeniable that I think that's why you will be above teams like the Jags and the Titans. Yeah. Right? You also have Jadavian Clowney, who this might be his last year there mm-hmm. because he still doesn't really have a contract. Yeah. He's been franchised. He never signed it. Is he going to do it this time, then become a free agent? What's going to happen? He needs to have a good year if he wants to get paid. You have guys that are motivated to have good years. And you have a good defense, and you have a good offense minus an offensive line, but because of Deshaun runs around so much. Mm-hmm. Again, though, the caveat is he gets hurt, and then they're dead last. Exactly. But we've seen it. With that. Barring that, I think there's enough talent on that Texans team to put mm-hmm. them above the Jags and the Titans. Yes, agreed. And on to team number one in the AFC South. Now this changes if Andrew Luck's calf doesn't get better, but better get better. We, I also last year didn't think he was even going to play last season mm-hmm. because of what was going on with the shoulder, and then magically week one he was fine. Yes. And then there were issues week one where he, you know, he didn't look like he had any arm strength, mm-hmm. and then by week four, yeah. or actually by week six when they were one and five, full mm-hmm. steam ahead, and they made the damn playoffs. It all changed when they went for it on fourth down. Exactly. Even though they didn't get it. Nope, they lost that game. They lost that game. But that changed the culture, and they're building a defense there. You can actually see pieces of it if Malik Hooker now granted he had a pretty terrible injury last year Mm -hmm. if he can come back at some point this season Mm -hmm. Darius Leonard's a stud yeah and Andrew Luck has shown that even with TJ or TJ T.Y. Hilton and a bunch of guys named who he's still gonna be okay yeah and you saw last year down the stretch Marlon Mack was taking some nice steps Mm -hmm. Naheem Hines was a nice third down back and then kind of a slot receiver catching a lot of passes for them you could see the outlines of what was happening with yeah. Andrew Luck. You could see how much better he was getting, and they kept him healthy because they put a good offensive line in front of him. Because they addressed the big issue of let's protect our franchise player. Exactly. And that's what they've done, and I think that's what they will continue to do this year. I, You know, I, you, you, you looked at me a little funny when I said that the Colts were the— that this is going to be the surprise team, and you you know questions about Andrew Luck, and rightfully so. Yeah, I honestly I can say this: mm-hmm. I did not think he was going to play last year. But with Frank right behind the driving the bus, basically, he's been a phenomenal. For, he was a phenomenal first year head coach. He was probably the best first year head coach. And the situation of him being a first year head coach mm-hmm. because McDaniel's had taken the job and then rejected the job yeah. and left them at the altar, and now they didn't. Now all the other head coaching candidates had been hired, and you were kind of forced to hire him, and look what happened. Yeah, and I think that another year under him, it'll be a successful a success for the Colts. Will result in them winning the division, and I don't know if they'll get the first round by. But they're building. Like, they're building the right. Doing in the, the other right years things. when you watched Andrew Luck carry a bunch of crap, mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going on. Now it looks like a team with a plan. Yes. The new GM looks like a man with a plan. Ryan Grigson, absolute disaster. 
Chuck Pagano, absolute disaster. We all remember that that trick play that they tried. If you don't remember it, Google trick play happened against the Pats. Chuck Pagano, you're going to laugh. But now you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can see what they're trying to put together here, and it's encouraging. Very, very encouraging. Well, uh, that'll conclude this week's edition of the Last Word Podcast, wherever you're listening, App Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Anchor. We do appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We will preview the NFC South. Steven? DeMarcus Cousin just tore his ACL. Oh, no. Oh, no. Breaking boogie tears ACL. Sham Sham Sharania, so you know it's gospel because it's basically him and Woj. And Woj. Shams reports Demarcus Cousins suffers another major injury. Torn ACL. Well, God, I feel bad for Boogie. Poor Boogie. Well, we're at the end of the show, and uh, Stephen's the only one with a phone. I I left my phone ceremony unceremoniously at home, so I feel naked without it. But uh, I'm gonna go home now and get my phone and yeah. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll talk about this boogie. Oh, oh boy! With the outcome Oof. and the fall, I'm sure the Lakers will make a move. But um, yeah, I would say so. Until next week, where we actually Stephen drives the bus next week, and ironically, <laughs> we make a stop in in the NFL in his division that he calls home, the NFC South. We'll be doing a preview of that. Oh uh, yeah! So I know Stephen's very fired up for it. I'm sure he'll have some very big hot takes. For the division preview <laughs> of the NFC South. But until next week, I have been Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. Steve was like, I'm, he's, he's, he's focused right now. <laughs> and this has been the Last Word Podcast. Appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. I'm probably need a day. Forgot I already got one. Be damn if I'm not one. You talking about the hottest in the city, most influential rapping as niggas, and I'm the top one. Me and M knocked down doors for y'all that was locked once. I know they might never get me. I still put on for the city like the lions fresh from pit me. I ain't been fucking, I've been too busy. I got two phones, they both business. I got fake ones trying to end me. I got real ones go defend me like a fucking co defendant. I got down life on my pendant. I'm conditioned to do the distance, and I just set up the pensions. Family sell like my intentions.